Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will. couple of minutes, we're going to go to Psalms 91. So if you have your Bibles handy, you can go to Psalms 91. But before we do that, I just want to share with you a couple things that I feel like the Lord is doing in this season uh, to prepare you, your household, our church for what's taking place. If you look back at the Church of Acts, there there have been key moments in the history of the church that that changed how the church ministered. You know, one of the one of the most significant moments when was when Jesus uh, ascended, the ascension of Christ, and he tells them to wait in the upper room, to wait for the promise of the Father. I mean, that changed how they did church. Jesus was no longer with them, and now they're uh, waiting in the upper room for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and Acts 2, the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, and we know the whole dynamic of how church happened changed in that moment. So that changed things. I mean, they went from uh, what was normal to them to preaching spontaneously from what Christ was doing, the resurrected Christ, and the, and the Holy Spirit were, was doing in the moment. I mean, literally, very literally, the, uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, gave a platform for spontaneous ministry and what was taking place in the moment. And then you fast forward and you go to the stoning of Stephen. That, that again, it changed, it changed reality for them. The Bible says that everybody except for the apostles, the believers, were dispersed. Um, and, and you see this referenced in, in the epistles, the, the, the dispersion that took place as a result of this uh, martyrdom that was now new to the church. You know, they'd seen Christ crucified, but now one of their own uh, in this New Testament church, it, things changed, you know. Things literally changed. And in the middle of the persecution, you know, we're not facing persecution here, at least in the U.S. Um, right now, we're facing a, a virus. But it's causing the same pressure, that same pressure is causing the dispersion of the gospel in unprecedented ways. You have people who are on social media, virtual preaching. We've gone to the airwaves in a way that the church really hasn't ever embraced. I mean, you've got churches and pastors who have never even thought about being on online media that are now online. Uh, our church has been online for, for a few years now, uh, but that's that's not the case in, in many scenarios. And so, and those that have been online are developing their presence online and going further into online media. So the gospel's going out in means that we've never seen before through the airwaves because of this pressure that we're seeing. So there's a, there's a, you know, uh, I've seen on Facebook, and I'm sure you've seen this, the church has left the building. <laughs> Anybody seen that? Um, I, I'm looking over at our folks, and they're all watching the live stream. Are you, are you, are y'all seen that? Yeah, we're here too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the church has left the building, and, and that the essence of that, what are people saying, is that we've gotten into a routine over the years of just coming to a church building and punching our time clock. We've showed up at church, we've punched our time clock, we've, we've done our thing, we gave in the offering, we listened, we maybe, we gave, you know, we listened to the preacher, maybe, if we didn't fall asleep, you know, all those things. We got into our routine, and now our routine's being disrupted. Yeah. 
So, uh, so it's not church as usual, not church as normal, church is moving outside what it was intended to be. Yeah. You know, the church is moving outside of the four walls, what it was intended to be. You know, if you look in the New Testament, at the New Testament church, they gathered together weekly. Uh, the first of the week, they gathered for prayer and communion and fellowship and teaching and worship. And that was the, that's how they started the week. That was the first of the week. But beyond that, then they moved into something that we've really lost in our day. In, in, many, in many environments, we've lost this. They would gather at the first of the week, but then they met during the week. The Bible says daily. They met house to house. Um, and we've lost that. We've lost that in our churches today. Uh, and you, you know, most people would say, hey, we're going to meet daily in someone's home. We're going to get together daily. What's the first thing they're going to say? Use your microphones because they can't hear you unless you use your microphones. What's the, what's the first thing people are going to say? But I don't want people in my house. I don't want people in my house. Busy. I'm too busy. Yeah, all, the, uh, all of the basics. I, I've got kids stuff to deal with. I, I have this to deal with. I've got, you know, baseball or soccer or whatever. And, and what we're seeing right now is a realignment of priorities that, right. that right. The, the baseball, hey, when there's a virus pandemic, going around when life happens yeah. baseball goes yeah. i mean who was the first yeah. to close down all the nba <laughs> nfl nhl all the you know all the acronyms they're closing down and and who's still going the church, the church. <laughs> who's still meeting the church yeah. Yeah. so uh so when you see this uh don't don't be shocked don't be surprised yeah. that that all of those things are not priority the priority is on the word, the house of the Lord, the community, the fellowship, the koinonia, the called out, the chosen ones, us. This is it. This yeah. is the priority. So what's happening? Our people are realigning. So don't be surprised. You know, when we hear this, they met daily from house to house. Well, you say, Pastor, we can't meet in each other's homes right now because there's virus going around, all those things. I get all that, but there's, I believe that when we, when we get back together and these things have shifted back, that, that the pendulum that has swung one way... Uh, when it comes back to center, center is going to look a little bit different. Yeah. And I think center is going to include meeting house to house daily. Uh, the Bible says, let me, let me keep on this for a minute. Because the Bible says that, that the Lord was adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, how do you think that was happening? They met daily. Right. There was an opportunity daily yeah. for people to get born again. We don't give an opportunity for daily salvation. If we make opportunity for it, we give room for it, guess what God's going to do? People are going to get born again daily. But if we don't give opportunity for it, it's not going to happen. Okay, I'll move on. I just, I, I think this is good stuff for you. So the church is looking a little bit different. The other thing I want to say about this and what's happening is that this is placing a demand on the depth of your relationship with Christ. If you don't have depth, right now it's showing. And if you do have depth, it's showing. And so the depth of who you are in Christ, you know, if, if your relationship, the depth of your relationship with Christ is, name it, claim it, uh, surface level Christianity. Well, I said, I'm not going to get sick. And then all of a sudden, people in your family, your home are getting sick. Guess what? You, you've, you're at surface level. You've not moved deeper than that. You know, if you're, if you're in a tailspin out of fear and panic because of what's going on around you, the reality of your depth is showing or lack thereof. But if you're, if you find yourself like Pastor Grace was saying last week, built on the rock, solid foundation, immovable, 
that Christ is the anchor of your soul. Guess what? The depth of that reality is showing. If you find joy in God in the midst of hardship, the depth of your reality in God is showing. The third thing that I would say about this is that this is only the beginning. (laughs) What we're seeing today is just birthing pains. This isn't the full thing. You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. If you turn to your Bible and read Revelation, this is just the beginning. We haven't seen the stars falling and the, and the earthquakes and the earth burning and the, the things that are talked about in, in the tribulation period. We've not seen those things yet. Uh, we've seen the beginnings of them, but not, I mean, while, while we've got the plague going around, we've got uh, tornadoes tearing apart towns in Arkansas and in the Midwest. So, you know, Nashville, right as all this was happening with the plague and the, you know, all this starting, Nashville destroyed with a with a tornado downtown you know so so we've not seen we've we're, this is only beginnings we haven't seen the fullness of of what's to come and and people are saying well is god where's god in all of it he's right in the middle of it yeah. where's god he's right he is working out his sovereign plan of the ages yeah. and and if you can't see it if you can't see god working out the sovereign plan of the ages in the middle of it then your eyes are 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 blinded you've got yeah. filters on your eyes and, and the Bible in Romans 8 talks about the birth pains. And this, this is it. This is it. The fourth thing I would say about this is that we're not going to return to business as usual. I, I alluded to this earlier, but we can't return to business as usual. The church can't go back to business as usual anymore. The, there's a change of coming. So get, get ready. Awakening and alignment is happening. And, and church won't be the same. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. The other observation that I've, I've watched in our own team is that there is a great need for committed leaders, committed core team, committed volunteers at all levels, committed in serving, committed in giving, committed in all areas. Um, not everybody's going to be on the core team leadership. Not everybody's going to lead a ministry. Uh, not, not everybody is going to be a million-dollar giver. But you, everybody is going to do their part. If you're a million-dollar giver, give your million dollars. If you're serving on the core team, serve on the core team. Do your part and do it faithfully and, and do it with all your might unto the Lord for his glory because uh, it takes all of us and all of our, all of our parts, yeah. wherever God has you in the body, it takes all of us to make ministry happen. People are saying to us, how are you doing all that you're doing? How are you continuing how are you doing the groceries as you're doing? How are you continu- continuing church? And, and it's funny because people are saying, well, you're, you know, you've got Katrina background. And they're, they're kind of putting it on the hurricane background for us. And, um, and, and that helps. Believe me, that certainly helps. But it's more than that. Right. What, what we learned is that it takes the body. Yeah. More, more than uh, systems and strategies, what, what we've learned in that is it takes Christ in community yeah. To make this happen, that we're not terrified by, obviously, we're sitting closely together this morning. We're not terrified by pestilence and all those things. Do we take care of ourselves and we watch and use caution? Absolutely. But, and are we advocating that you need to go be around everybody? No, use wisdom. But, but what we've also learned is this core team uh, that's sitting here in front of you today, plus a couple of others, what we've learned is that, that we're in this. The core team, your core leadership of this church, we are in this. We are in this uh, regardless 
of, of illness, uh, even putting our own families and our own lives in, in harm's way, we're in this. Yeah. We're in this for you. We're in this to serve you and minister to the body. The second, the second component of this is I've watched leaders and volunteers come and serve, practicing the CDC guidelines, practicing the, all of those things, but serving to minister to the needs of our community. I've watched as people have given, committed themselves to giving, saying, Pastor, we're not sure what's happening with our own finances, but we're still going to give. The priority is on our giving. And just like the the story that Heather was sharing earlier, I got a tithe. It's my tithe, and I'm going to give it. Um, So that's important. It's important for you to stay connected. Whether you're at home and unable to get out and be a part, stay connected. Stay apart. You are still part of the body of Christ. You are still part of Celebration Church, and we are still ministering. Ministering is going forward. No matter whether you're the hand, the mouth, the eye, the giver, the volunteer, the wherever you are at, you have a part to play. And I want to say this. You have a part to play in prayer. If you are homebound, whether by self-decision, quarantine, or whatever the case might be, pray. Pray for us. Pray for Pray just, I feel almost like the apostles sitting here, you know, in the New Testament church after the stoning of Stephen, and people are spreading, they're running for their lives, literally, and the gospel's going worldwide, and, and the apostles stay in Jerusalem, and they're, they're giving wisdom and counsel and direction to the body. I feel like, almost like the apostles sitting here saying, this is, this is what the Lord says, and, and this is what you need to do. And so we're giving you apostolic leadership today, saying, we need you to pray. We need you to give, we need you to support, we need you to stay involved, and we need you to pray. Pray for our families, pray for our protection, pray for our volunteers who come and stuff grocery bags and serve, pray, pray for the, that this virus will be broken. You need to go tune in to our prayer time that we aired this morning, Second, uh, Second Chronicles 7.14. We talked about the responsibility of the church to pray, so, so do that with us. I talked about home gatherings and what that's going to look like. I think there's some change coming there. Uh, being intentional, you're giving, you're serving, you're praying. And the last thing I want to say about this is dream bigger. Yes. Dream bigger. The, the one thing that I've seen uh, repeatedly in all this is that all of us have to expand. There's this word that I keep hearing from our, from our core team. I keep hearing it in our leadership. I keep hearing it everywhere. Expansion is happening. When the pressure comes on, Things start expanding, and that's what's happening. Things are expanding, and so dream bigger. Ephesians 3.20, God wants to do above and beyond anything you can ask, think, or imagine according to his power that's working in you. He wants to do bigger things than you can ever imagine in this season, right now. Um, And so just like, you know, our our grocery team typically orders a smaller amount of food, and we keep saying, (laughs) get more. Get bigger, you know, let's go bigger. Go bigger, go home. You know, we're, we're, we're now averaging anywhere between six and 10,000 pounds of groceries a week. And, and comparatively, you know, it had been much, much less. You know, we're serving eight times the amount of families. So you can imagine the amount of the pounds of groceries and what that looks like. It's unbelievable, you know. It's actually, it's absolutely um, unbelievable. And we're saying go bigger, get bigger, because we can serve more people. The bigger, the, the need is there. Can I tell you something? Let's make it more spiritual than just the groceries. The need of healing, the brokenhearted is there. The need of salvation is there. People are recognizing their need for Christ. Now's the time. So let's go to Psalms 91. Um, 
who wants to, uh, Kristen or Brandon, one of y'all want to read Psalms 91? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow of the evil plot and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place. There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and an adder, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, knowledge of my mercy, love and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. That's good. That's good. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. I love that. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You know, there's a, there's a promise. Psalms 91 is an incredible promise to you and I. But the promise is a little conditional here. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. The promises of Psalms 91 are contingent upon where you live. <laughs> so you can live in the house of the sinking sand, or you can live in the house of the secret place of the Most High. You can dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where you find protection. That's where you find safety. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. You have to, you have to make yourself available to the protection, the strong tower of the Lord. It's there. The strong tower is there. The Almighty, the shadow is there. The secret place is there. But you've got to enter in. You've got to get into that. You, you know, if there's a tornado coming uh, here, here in the northeast Ohio, if a tornado is coming... You've, you've got to get inside. You've got to get into shelter. You've got to get into your basement or the storm cellar, the shelter. And if you don't get in, you're susceptible to the storm. But it's in the shelter that you find the promise of safety. So our God, is he's a strong tower. He's a refuge. He's safety. He's the almighty. I love that word. He's, he's the almighty. He's the omnipotent one. He's the all-powerful one. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. In him I will trust. 
I don't have to put my trust in, in the world system. My trust is in a heavenly system. Pastor Grace, what do you think about this? Uh, I love this. I love Psalm 91. Um, you know, I, I think about that. You know, he who dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. We've got such a time where we, you know, we're, we're stuck in our dwellings. <laughs> we're a little bit stuck where we are. But, but is your dwelling a place of his presence? And let me just be real for a minute. You know, we, we come here Sunday to Wednesday, and we're running, and we're going. But for me and my family, we slow down Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you better believe all of the things that would come and attack, are, are going to come and attack my mind. And, you know, I have, a, I have a history of depression in my life. And I know that if I allow it, if I allow my, my depression to take over, it will. So, so every day, there's a point in my day where, you know, I have to say, I'm not going to have my dwelling. I'm not going to live in a place of depression I'm not going to allow the world to take over. I'm not going to allow this to take over. And I have to declare that. I have to say, I'm going to dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. And it's amazing every time. You know, this could be a season where I could fall and crack and break. But I've declared, not just say and name it, claim it. I've declared and I'm walking it out. You know, we, you know even if you don't have that in your background, how many of you know it gets a little stir-crazy looking at the same four walls and the same five people? You, you're a little done at the end of the day. And so we all can get there, but it's will you declare and walk out that I will be in the shadow of the Almighty? It's because in his shadow, that's where you find your peace. You know, that's where you find the love. That's where he renews your mind. That's where all those thoughts that you might be thinking that might come into your head, all those annoyances and aggravations, that's where they all get washed away and you just put your eyes and your mind on Christ. And you begin to think about all the goodness that he's done in your life. You know, I always tell my kids, you know, when they get angry or they're upset or their emotions are taking over because we're emotional, I say, let's just stop and thank Jesus. You know, so... So maybe you're in that spot, and you're just thinking, man, this world is going crazy. There's everything's shutting down. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe, you're, maybe things are uncertain. Maybe you don't know what life is looking like even tomorrow. Begin just by saying thank you. And as you say thank you, the atmosphere in your house, your, the atmosphere in your house is going to change. And that's going to change everything, everything about your house. You're gonna suddenly be able to find joy where you were just so angry you were about to scream. You're gonna suddenly see your kids and say, oh my goodness, I do love them. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Like this is a different time. But how much more do we need to hide ourselves away in Christ? Awesome. That's a great word, Pastor Grace. You've got a lot of people g giving you fire up in these comments over here. So great word from Pastor Grace. You know, and, and we don't have a lot of choices in this season today. You know, many states um, are at the stay-home order. Not everyone is on the front line. And so a lot of choices are getting taken away. But we have a choice. 
We have a choice in who we serve every day. We have a choice in whether we're going to let this promise. Psalm 91 is a promise of God for you and I today. And that promise is conditional. It's conditional on whether you and I take hold of it and, and we live it. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I got from a pastor, I was newly born again within my first year, found myself at rock bottom yet again. And I'm sitting in his office, and he says, you know, Heather, I don't, really, I don't really understand this either. But if you can just get a hold of Christ in this season. And I want to tell you today, can you just get a hold of Jesus Christ in this season? You have a choice. You have a choice today. Can you let Christ be your all in all? Can you get a hold of him today in your home for your finances, for your job, for your protection, for your health, for your family? He is enough. And his promises are good and true. They're good and true. And Psalm 91 and verse 9 says, because, not if you, but because you've already made the decision. You are living in it today. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. And like Pastor said, if a storm's coming, if that tornado's coming, and you can see the storm shelter, it's not your shelter yet. It's somebody's. It's a building. It can be a place of protection. But if you get off the couch, if you run into the shelter, if you take refuge inside of it, it'll protect you from all the storms and the pestilence around you. You have to get up off the couch. You have to get up off the couch. You have to open your Bible. Turn on the worship. Lift your voice into God. Cry out, where are you, oh God? I need you today. My family needs you. My city needs you. This nation needs you, God. We are desperate for you. When we cry out and allow him to be our refuge, then he comes to us. He is my secret place. I learned a long time ago, the only place you want to find Heather Prosser is hidden in the secret place. <laughs> that only him and I can go to. In that secret place, not even my husband can come. Not my children. But that place where I can go crawl away with my God. And he can see every part of my being. All my fears, all my shame, all my questions. And he'll love me anyway. He'll care for me anyway. He can be your refuge, that place that you dwell, that even though the storm is raging around us, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And just to take it a little further, in verse 4, it says that he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you'll take refuge. And I want you to know today he's a great comforter. He's a great nurturer. And that picture is literally as you cry out to him, he's not some God in the, in the sky with a big stick waiting to beat you. He's like that mother hen that takes her wings that spread far out, that are so soft and so all those sweet feathers. And, and she just gently nudges you into her side where you can feel her heart beat where you can sense the warmth and the comfort underneath her wings. And that's what God wants to do for you today. He wants to take you into that place of shelter and comfort all the days of your life, not just in this season, 
if we can get a hold of Christ today and let our faith become active today, it'll take you for the whole rest of your life. You'll learn how to live with him all the days of your life, learning how to live in his promise for you and your household. He's a good, good God. Amen, amen. How good. How how good is that? My wife is a preacher. Wow, wow. wow. That was a good word. I want to read this. They're going to put it on the screen for you. This is a quote by Charles Spurgeon uh, regarding this verse. And I just want you to take a look at this. It's really powerful. Faith, by cheering the heart, keeps it free from the fear in times, what does it say? In times of pestilence. Faith, by cheering the heart, keeps it free from the fear which in times of pestilence kills more than the plague itself. I wonder how many people are, are dying from fear right now. You know, I, I, I see uh, folks posting about getting tested and diagnosed and all these things, and you can watch the fear grip their heart. Faith, by cheering the heart, keeps it free from, which the, fear, from the fear, which in times of pestilence kills more than the plague itself. It will not in all cases ward off disease and death, but... Where the man is such as the first verse describes. What's the first verse? He who dwells in the secret place. It will assuredly render him immortal where others die. If all the saints are not so sheltered, it is because they have not all such a close abiding with God. And consequently, not such confidence in the promise. Such special faith is not given to all, for there are diversities in the measure of faith. It is not of all believers that the psalmist sings but only of those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Too many among us are weak in faith and, in fact, place more reliance in file or globule. That's test tubes and liquids. It's, it's a reference to homeopathic medicine there. The people put more reliance on, on pharmaceuticals and, and science than in, than in the Lord and the giver of life. doesn't mean that God can't use it, but they put more faith in that than God himself. And if we die of pestilence as others die, it is because we acted like others and not impatience possesses our souls. The great mercy is that in such a case our deaths are blessed and it is well with us for we are forever with the Lord. Pestilence to the saints shall not be noisome or the, you know, offensive odor is what that means in Spurgeon's terms. It's not an offensive odor, but it is the messenger of heaven. Wow, wow. I want you to think about that. I mean, we, we look at this, this plague, this pestilence as a, as a nuisance, as a, as a foul odor. But to those who have, those that are living, those that are living in the shelter of the Most High, those who are dwelling in the secret place, those who have run into the, to the strong tower of the Lord, don't smell the, the stench of this aroma. We are seeing it as a message from heaven saying, get ready, I'm coming, I'm coming soon. It's a message of realignment, a message of awakening, a message that there's a hope in the midst of trial and storm, a message that there's an anchor for your soul today. Amen. We are so glad that you joined us today. One of the things that we do every Sunday, we're doing every Sunday virtual, and that's taking communion together. And so I would invite you that if, if you've got your communion ready, uh, we're going to take communion together this morning as, as uh, 
leadership here, and I would invite you to do it with us in your home. If you don't have communion ready in your home, that's okay. Uh, you can do it later together. Take pictures of your family doing communion together. I love little Zoe came up to us the other night, and she said, uh, Mommy, Daddy, I want to do communion uh, together. So we, we pulled out communion, did communion with Zoe. I don't think we took a picture of it, though. We forgot. Uh, oh, she did, but maybe we didn't post it. But anyway, uh, it's out there. We'll, it's, we'll put it. So, oh, it's on Instagram, so we'll get it. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I just encourage you uh, today. Let me pray for you before we receive communion. Father, I thank you for all of those that have joined us today. Lord, how good it has been to come together as church family. Lord, how good it has been to come together and worship, to be in the courts of our God together. Lord, I pray for your blessing on our homes. I thank you, Lord, for your blessing on our families. Lord, bless us. Bless us. Lord, expansion and increase. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's take communion together. Lord, bless, our, bless this bread. Lord, it is the broken body. Lord, we thank you for your broken body that was broken for us, for our unity, for our health, for our restoration. In Jesus' name. You know, I think about, before we take this, I, I'm, I think about uh, the family that reported in. They've been praying for restoration in their family. And last week as we took communion together, the Lord stirred in them to go do communion with their family that has been, that's been broken. And God brought restoration in that family as they did communion together. It's powerful. Let's eat. Lord, in the midst of storm, not much is anchored, not much is sure, but your blood never fails. Your blood is faithful. Your blood is faithful to cleanse. Your blood is faithful to renew. Your blood is faithful to blot out the record that is against us. Your blood cries out faithfully to us, your children. And we thank you for your blood that was shed for us. Lord, thank you. In your blood, there's, there's healing, there's restoration, there's forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. In your blood, it washes our conscience clean. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing our conscience today. Thank you, Lord, for removing the account, the record of wrongs that was against us. Thank you, Jesus. Let's drink together. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Come on, give him praise this morning. Come on, give Jesus praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you for joining us today. If you're Akron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.